0: Please, mom, don't listen to this. i to I <laughs> put this dead. At, the
1: fr- at the beginning of the episode. Don't fucking listen, mom. <laughs> Tuning into the Thundercast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas, and I'm Liam. Here with another podcast that just talks about movies, and we're coming to you live from the inside of Andy Warhol's soup can. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by puppets because nothing makes you feel more in charge than shoving your hand up someone's ass. Perfect. All right. It's well, true. here we go. This That's is it. Inaugural podcast. All right. This is my first time recording a podcast. Yeah, me too. Right. I, I, you know, I've listened to a number of them. Yeah, I listened to. A majority of them are true crime podcasts, and you know, having the sweet whispers of serial killers drift you to sleep is both welcoming and also erotic. At times. <laughs> I listen to
0: <laughs> the only real podcasts that I listen to are just whatever Geekvolution puts out weekly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts that are literally 24 hours of a dude talking about history. Yeah. Are you talking Have about you? yourself? Oh. <laughs> Have you listened to a one or? This is Dan
2: Carlin's Hardcore History. Did he do uh, one on Ruspians? I, I don't know. I think so. Uh, somebody uh, was telling me about it, and
1: it sounded really interesting. Yeah, oh. Dan Carlin. He did uh, the. What it, it is legitimately twenty-four hours of World War Two talk. World War One.
0: Yeah. World War One. It, it's it's, it's like twenty-two or something like that. It's, yeah. it's like a six-part. Each oh. one's like four to five hours. believe My knowledge of World War Two
2: is pretty reasonable, but we never talked. We barely talked about it all in high school. Oh. Or World War One. Well, it's a good thing only one of us is a history buff. And uh, <laughs> no, I used to be like a I used to like be
0: really far into like ancient Greek history, and like yeah, well, back. I have I have a YouTube channel about history. Tuning to History Bridged. I haven't put out a video in like three months, but eventually I'll get back to it.
1: Hey, by the time this comes out, there's probably going to be yeah, a couple maybe episodes, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess that means there's one and a half of us who are history buffs. Yeah. Um, a good thing that all three of us are movie buffs. That's true. Mate. Cool. So, I mean, the best way to get this episode started is probably just talking about, like, who we are and what brings us here. So, I mean, Thunder Lizard is a uh, collaboration, uh, multimedia uh, Organization that Lucas and I started when we were in uh, film school. I guess kind of outside of film school, but then yeah, like ex- the year after. Yeah, and then extended into um, now. Um, we're. Irregular with our postings, uh, <laughs> but you know we always we always have something on the on the go and something in the in the pipeline. Um, we just as of today we released a new sketch. It's uh, pretty weird. Uh, you know, feel free to go and have a view. There's probably going to be one more up before then. That's can, Thunder
0: uh, Thunder Lizard Collective on YouTube. That's right, Thunder
1: Lizard Collective on YouTube, uh, also on Instagram and Twitter, um, and there's also a Facebook page because we gotta we gotta get every single um cube or sorry side of that cube yeah right? yeah I think, yes. the ol- I think the only one that we're missing is linkedin but who the hell uses linkedin right no idea that one guy <laughs> in the background is like i do yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so uh, like i said my name is christian i am old enough to party I enjoy a nice beverage on a patio every once in a while, and I watch movies. That's pretty much what I do. I think as of right now, my Letterboxd, which, have you used Letterboxd?
0: Yeah, yeah, I have Letterboxd. Yeah,
1: so as of right now, my Letterboxd says that I've seen 800 movies, but mm. that's the counted movies. Um, it's a little bit of a...
0: Not the movies you're too ashamed to put on your letterbox. Right,
1: I mean, I mean, how many times can I put Star
0: Wars Holiday Special on there <laughs> before, before it's just like, sir, you're no longer allowed to use our service. Um yeah. And also we need to we need to have an intervention about that at some point. But <laughs>
1: that in Turkish Star Wars, man, I just can't help myself. <laughs> just mainline it right into my eyeballs.
0: Um what about you, Lucas? How many movies do you think you've seen? Oh, I have no idea. On my letterbox, I think I'm just under eight hundred, so I'm not that far behind you there. But uh Lucas is a person who likes movies, D and D and history. Perfect. That's, that that is Everything about me. I mean, those are the,
1: the number three things that probably make you the nerdiest person here next to me. Liam. <laughs> uh, Liam, what about you? Who are you? Uh, well, I'm the Tolkien cynic of the group. The Tolkist uh, cynic? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, Tolkien?
0: Are you, are you cynical about Tolkien
1: specifically? <laughs> yeah, he really hates the Samaritan. You can go off <laughs> on Samaritan. Hey, Samaritan's cool. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of that habit guy.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm a bit of a... Uh, well, a total film and comic book junkie. Um I mean it's pretty much like my heroine. Yeah. Uh I also enjoy a good cold one. Uh
0: smokes and yeah, I don't know. I exist. <laughs> that is that is everything that you were legally allowed to talk about. That's right. Yeah. I mean there's a handful of
1: things about the orphanage that we're not allowed <laughs> to mention. Um you No, know, bullshit because I wasn't with hey, the orphans lately. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, cool. So uh, I guess next uh, thing on the agenda is talking about what our favorite movies are and why they're our favorite movies. So I'll let Lucas start because uh, <clears throat> that's, what the, with- that's what the that's what the. Three-sided coin that I flipped uh, backstage, said. <laughs>
2: and uh, he also has the most obvious picks, so we could get a generic out of way. I, res- I resent
0: that. <laughs> Just, okay, you're, you're right, but shut up. <laughs> my favorite movie is Star Wars, as in Episode Four: A New Hope. And uh, I hit the table, I apologize. Um, it's probably my favorite movie because it's the thing that made me love sci-fi and movies and all the nerdy stuff like that. It's uh my dad showed them to me when I was like two, so I don't even remember seeing them for the first time they're just uh they've just always been in my brain um they're they kind of were how I bonded with my dad when I was growing up and all, all my best friends when I was in elementary school we kind of bonded because of Star Wars, and so it kind of has a deep a deep emotional resonance for me, so that's kind of why that's that's my favorite so what are your thoughts on the other star Wars then outside of new hope um there are things. That I love about all of them. I'm not a huge fan of, of Episode One, Episode Two, and the animated Clone Wars movie. Those ones I, I don't enjoy watching, but there are things about them that I do enjoy. I do like Revenge of the Sith. Star Wars is my favorite. Uh, I'm I've liked all of the new all of the new Disney ones so far. My favorite would uh, it's it's kind of tied between Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Rogue One I liked. But it's uh, not one I revisit very often, and I recently saw Solo, but we'll talk to talk about that in a uh, minute or two. Yeah. All right, Liam, what's your favorite
2: movie? Uh, my favorite movie would have to be Donnie Darko. Um, well, partially because I watched it at just the right age in my life. I was about sixteen, um, so I was kind of like in like the right mindset, and it's probably just the most relatable film. Exp- uh, what is it? Uh. F- Mu- mu- that viewing experience I've had. I'm um, not in the sense that like I'm seeing uh, uh what is it? These big giant rabbit, a, a big giant rabbit. But that's, but well, that only comes that's out a- on Thursday. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the joke I was gonna make. Damn it.
2: <laughs> uh, too slow. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I love all the performances. I love how it uh, oh, was it how it uh has an interpretive ending that doesn't that I still don't think makes the absolute most amount of sense, but that almost works kind of in the film's favor. Which is something I haven't really seen before, because usually interpretive endings and like uh, the whole like oh figure it out for yourself kind of piss me off because it's kind of like oh if you don't even know what it means I, or, do I have to write for you? Is am I take is this just like oh writing's hard? I want to do uh, I was uh, well let the audience do it.
1: Cool. And my favorite movie is Back to the Future. Um, has been, always will be. I don't really see any changing in that in the near future. Uh, I'm one of those people who considers it a fluid masterpiece like every movie is a part of the story they're all one massive film in my eyes I see it as a what each movie is about two hours long six hour long epic of time travel and friendship and love and caring and understanding and. Um, but most of all the power of love yes the <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the power of love um, But transcends uh, dimensions I, I saw the movie when I was you know like Lucas it was one of those things where I don't think I'd ever had um a point in my life where I didn't have that movie right like it was in my in my um, wheelhouse in my in my Rolodex ever since I was a young boy and watching it same thing with with my dad right you know no, nothing quite beats sitting down it, and having your dad put in one of his favorite movies and you're just like, I see where my dad gets all of his stuff from, you know, like where he gets his references from, where he under where he gets his understanding of time travel and, and like that sort of
0: thing. Right. It's an Uh, important, it's an important interpretation. Yeah, I agree. At least your guys'
1: dads
2: would watch movies with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, luckily enough, my dad loved me, so I, I was able to watch movies with him. Um, and that was the one movie that, when I was a child, just stuck with me. And to this day, I, I can still put it on and, um, and you know, figure out exactly when things are going to happen, exactly when they happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think knowing what our favorite movies is will kind of, like, solidify what our sensibilities are, right? So, you know, um, we all kind of, like, we all like similar movies we all have you know ideas that, that are similar when it comes to watching a movie um sometimes i agree with lucas a lot more than i agree with liam liam agrees with me more than i when we agree with lucas so on and so forth um and then the cases where
2: uh, like with last jedi where lucas and i were completely right and you were wrong for three days <laughs> yeah
1: uh, I feel Great like, movie. I feel like that'll come up
0: later. Uh, yeah, we'll probably do a whole episode on Last Jedi.
1: I do have my reservations about it, and I have thoughts and then opinions that I feel like are right, and it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: apparently it's a travesty to make a movie that's actually for adults. Okay, and okay, okay, okay. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. Um, so what do you what do you think have you seen Donnie Darko and have you seen Back to the Future Lucas
0: I have, I have seen them both I've seen all the Back to the Futures I own them on, own them on Blu-ray I love them they're great yeah uh, as for Donnie Darko I saw it once and I thought it was confusing so I haven't really thought about it much since then, <laughs> as I'm pretty sure Richard Kelly thinks too. Right? <laughs> like he made the movie,
1: and then and then I've seen interviews with him where he's sitting down and people are asking him, "Like, so what's the movie about?"
0: And he goes, shrugs, "I don't know." It's up yeah. to you to figure I, that out. I, I, yeah, I am. I that that was a movie that kind of uh, launched Jake Jillenhall's career, and I I appreciate it for that because I'm a big fan of that guy. Same cool. with the, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh-huh. in it.
2: Yeah, it's also. Uh, uh, even like Jenna Malone, who was uh, kind of started to pick up again in recent
1: years. Patrick Swayze, may you rest in peace. Uh, Seth Rogen, yeah, his very first, his very first movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the bullies. Oh, shit. Sure. Uh, he says like
2: maybe four lines, and uh, <laughs> his <laughs> first, his first line of a movie completely uh, is. If there's ever a line that embodied Seth Rogen's career moving forward, it was that one. But I like your boobs.
0: <laughs> it's like elijah wood being back to the future too. right yeah
1: a witch by the way has no lines sits there <laughs> just looks there. at marty gives him a scowl and saunters off into the sunset and then his career really took off he got to play a uh,
2: short dude and then he uh got to talk. play another short dude yep.
1: and
0: uh get stoned and talk to his neighbor's dog as a short dude <laughs> And then he also uh, has quite the career as a Daniel Radcliffe impersonator. Apparently, really, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Everyone, everyone on the internet apparently thinks they look exactly like. Really, I don't
1: see that at all. I don't either. No, I mean that's like uh, Benicio and, and Brad Pitt, though, right? Like, mm, I do see that a little bit. I, I, I do, but I don't mm-hmm. like they're, they're they're obviously similar, but um, I don't really get it. Mm. Or um, what's another one? Bryce Dallas Howard and Jessica Chastain. That's I don't what, see
2: that at all. I they know. both
0: have red hair, therefore they're the, they're the same. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> oh. right. Zoe Dishnell and Katy Perry. The, I don't see that at all. Uh, the big eyes that look like we're just going to pop out of her heads. Mm. I um, mean,
0: I, I don't see it, but to be fair, I've forgotten what Katy Perry looks like. <laughs> like I think what, we all what have. What Katy Perry's supposed to look like, <laughs> right? I haven't seen her face in probably eight years. Uh, yeah. Eyes way too big. uh, Boobs about the right
1: size, <laughs> about the right size. What is the right <laughs> size, Liam? I think I think any size is the right size for boobs, but uh, that's just me, man. It's true. All right, Liam, have you you seen Back to the Future and you've seen Star Wars? Um, yes. Well, like most uh,
2: fans of media, uh, I acknowledge Star Wars as being like uh, one of the most important films to come out in the past hundred years. Um. A I new hope. I think that's all the years. Yeah. A new hope isn't my, all years of movies. Right? Like, <laughs> a new hope isn't my favorite of them, but I do like it a lot. It just, for me personally, it has a few too many just blatant Lucasisms in there. Not this Not Lucas, that. but uh, George. Yeah. yeah, let's call him George. Yeah, you know uh, George, uh, old guy, uh, Jewish, scrotum chin.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when he made it, he wasn't the old guy, right? But yeah, also, also George. it was yeah, it was one of his first movies. I mean, he I made mean, two movies before that: American Graffiti and THX. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I love it. Um, as most people do. Uh, on but on the subject of Back to the
2: Future, I think what Back to the Future is kind of like the ultimate like uh, family movie to watch. Like it's the best. It's one of the best movies to watch with like your kids or a friend or just just about anybody. Anybody can come into Back to the Future at any age. Really. Yeah. I think the other thing is that like, and this is something I don't take lightly because. Uh, I don't think any film is one hundred percent perfect, but Back to the Future gets pretty damn close. I think there's some merit to the arguments about the ending and it not being real love and um, and more about m- money and materialism. Uh, I right. think there is some truth to the argument, and uh, I've never been a fan of like the scene when uh, uh, Marty uh, when Marty's on stage and he's starting to fade away because uh, uh, was it George and Lorraine get separated? Just because I felt like it was a little redundant after George overcoming Biff, but right? Yeah, you would have thought you would have thought he would have
1: snapped out of it after as soon as the punch kind of hits, right?
2: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, it's still, but even then, it's still a well directed and uh, and pace scene. It just, I just think it's a little redundant from a storytelling perspective. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Um, and then I obviously have also seen Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> and I've also seen uh, Donnie Darko. Uh, for the longest time, Donnie Darko was one of my favorite movies too. Uh, you know, I feel like I also saw it at the right age, at the right time. Um, I think it was one of the first DVDs I'd ever bought. And it was one of those things where you pick up the case and you see that picture, the lithograph, or not a lithograph, what would you call that? Like, it's almost like a mosaic. Yeah, of the that. mosaic the, you know um, of everybody all presented in the image. In the, in in the, the silhouette image. of Frank. and Yeah, and you kind of pick that up and you're like, oh, this is going to be a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go home and you put it in, and it's not what you expect it to be. Actually, my earliest memory of Donnie Darko was... Um, like have, I had, I used to have a TV in my bedroom when I was a child I still do but even when I was a child cuz my parents didn't care that much uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding uh, but they put it you know t- television in your room 2 o'clock in the morning you can't sleep you're watching TV and it was on Showcase uh we're Canadian by the way yeah 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 that's something <laughs> uh, to know. so we're watching uh Showcase and uh, well I was and it's the last scene of the movie where uh Donnie's getting wheeled out of the house and Gretchen pulls up, spoilers, and uh, <laughs> she looks over at Donnie's mom and they kind of give each other a wave. And seeing that completely out of context is fucking gut-wrenching. It's sad, even more sad in context when you think about it, but also kind of relieving, right? Because when you see the movie and you and you know what the premise of the film is and you know how it reaches that, that conclusion, um, it really makes you kind of think about about who you are and how you would deal with a situation that's similar. In the same way that, uh, you know, Star Wars offers you the same sort of thought process, right? Like, you have um, a misfit, a, uh, just a whiny teenager who gets to go on this adventure in the same way that Donnie did too, right? Like, Donnie's a whiny teenager going on this t- time travel Donnie's adventure. Donnie's not whiny. He's just smarter than everyone. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really weird how all three of the movies that we have picked... All star, a young lead playing a teenager who goes on an adventure,
0: right? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I think that that description kind of encapsulates uh, like probably seventy five percent of Hollywood Hollywood movies. <laughs> true. Yes. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> but I, I do find it funny how you know it, you
1: know it's if Luke, Marty, and Donnie are almost. Well, that's that's the interesting part of that is that the hero's journey, right? Like, yeah. you know. You have to have this one-dimensional character who, it's not really about them, it's about everybody around them that influences mm-hmm. them and influences who they are, right? I mean, I'm not saying Donnie's 100% one-dimensional, but, and neither is really Luke, but Marty
0: is. Luke's very one-dimensional in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, are, there are no three-dimensional characters in A New Hope. Everybody in Star Wars is. <laughs> really? What about what about Han? Hans, Han, Han, and maybe maybe two dimensional, not three <laughs> Han's dimensional. Han's still yeah. very. <laughs> Han's the only really? one who has
2: like a a, a a really concrete character arc. Like Luke's is a little rough, but it's like but Luke it's, doesn't doesn't have an arc. Uh, yeah, no, he, really. he learns
0: to trust the Force, uh, and that's about it.
2: Another thing, uh, Force Awakens took, but
1: uh. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like what I'm trying to say is yeah, that you know, we've all
0: picked movies that are the, the hero's journey. Yeah, that are the hero's
1: journey, but also about young people struggling to go through like they're all fucking metaphors for puberty like kind of yeah they're they're coming of age yeah they're coming of age stories in different ways obviously but mm -hmm. well something
2: like uh donnie darko i've always interpreted as being about like coming to terms with what can't be explained or what you can't understand and accepting that you may never get the answers or or like accept essentially what you want uh what is it uh what you're
1: interpreting uh, was it Or what you want things to be Yeah, no I, I agree I, I feel like um, Donnie is In the same way that um, Back to the Future and Star Wars They're all kind of about the unexplainable But just learning to accept it as a viewer as a viewer, you kind of, especially with Donnie Darko, you kind of have to just be like,
0: "Fuck it, let it happen." <laughs> you know, right? like, admittedly, I probably would have liked Donnie Darko a lot more had I seen it at the right age. Right, I didn't see it till I was like 21 years old. Oh yeah, yeah. If you just so seen it when you're like 16, yeah, exactly. That would be the prime age to see Donnie Darko. I was, I was kind of moving past that stage that Donnie's in, so I was like, "Oh, that guy's dumb." Yeah, you were like his, <laughs> you were, you were like Donnie's sister, where you're just like, like. Um, you know, fuck you.
1: You're just a little kid. You don't know. You're, <laughs> you're just how a little shit. Or, yeah, I, know, I still think uh, the pro the
2: biggest problem of Donnie... Donnie has one problem that so many, so little people face, which is being smart. <laughs> <It's too laughs> smart. In fact, I'm pretty sure that it's his intelligence that's, that's kind of what's sending him over the edge. Over the edge. Yeah. Like there are scenes in that movie where I kind, of, i I've, I've been in situations like that growing up. Like I mean, I never told a teacher to shove a lifeline up her ass, but. What about, what about
1: meeting up with an old lady at a mailbox? Have you ever done that?
2: Uh, no. No, um, <laughs> wait. Um, but I mean, like that. Or, um, I mean, I was the guy in school who got asked to leave a classroom on multiple occasions because I get worked up or tell somebody to go fuck off or ask uh, the teacher how much they get
0: paid to be there. Or... Right. I, I was the kid in high school who never skipped a class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, was a, I was the asshole who got straight A's without trying. Right. On. But anyway.
1: so what are some other movies then? Oh, one thing, Lucas. Liam and I watched Commando
0: the other day. i would never seen it. So. You had never seen Commando?
2: I had never oh seen it before.
0: That's, it was... that's what, that, like, when you text me back, you like, fuck you, asshole. No, fuck you, asshole. Yeah. I'm like, that's Commando. Yeah, I was, I was really <laughs> hoping you were going to figure that yeah. out. Because, uh, you know,
1: when, in prepping for this episode, I had sent Liam or we have a little group chat. And I messaged in there, just, fuck you, asshole, out of nowhere. And I just looked at Liam. I was like, you better send no fuck you, asshole, right <laughs> now. Well, I'm pretty sure Lucas is going to think that this is off. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was awesome. It was super oh, man. funny. It's, it's um, the quintessential
0: 80s action movie. I,
1: and the great thing about it, I told Liam when we were watching it, that movie does not fucking hold back. It mm-hmm. is five minutes in. You know everything you need to know. The movie has begun. He is – It's it's – Go, Arnie. Yeah. Arnie is ready to kill everything and anybody yep. who gets in his way. And it also, has, young Alyssa Milano mm. um, is in there Dan too. Dan Hedaya, Dan Hedaya. <laughs> like you know, it's it's a star-studded cast of of nobodies now. <laughs> yeah,
0: it 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 is. It has some of the best ever stupid one-liners. Mm-hmm. Let off some steep <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite one is uh, "Don't bug my friend; he's dead tired."
1: <laughs> I, lo- I love that that scene too, where he's they're on an airplane and he fucking breaks his neck. Yeah, that's the one. Right? Yeah. Like that's just so quick, good to go. <laughs> right? That's. I think that's his first. No, that's not his first kill in the movie can't uh, remember. It's been a while since that's I've That's like the it. first like nonchalant, just, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, smack, Yeah. <laughs> crack, pop. You're a um, funny
0: guy, Sully. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. <laughs> remember when I told you I was going to kill you last? That's right, Matrix. You did. I, I lied. lied. <gasps> <laughs>
1: Yeah, wow, great, we're was, fucking nerds. It was a that was a great movie though. <laughs> I had so much fun. It's not particularly a very well made film. It's but it's yeah, a well, it's fair. a
2: good movie. To be like honest, I I think it's one of those movies that like because uh, it's not particularly good, but I think it's one of those movies that wasn't that was intentionally kind of made to be. Yeah, done. exactly. Kinda it, like,
0: it's it's, it's kind of like uh, shoot 'em up. Yeah, or yeah. Um, which or, is
2: another one I haven't seen. Or I have it uh, on Blu-ray. You can borrow it if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Uh, Um, the first Brendan Fraser Mummy film, where I don't think it was particularly made to be good. No,
0: it's just supposed to be stupid and fun. Yeah. And to me, that is that is his own own quality. Yeah, it's like I it's agree. almost
2: like it's almost like a satire of Schwarzenegger films. Yeah, it you've is. You've got a bad guys in suits. You've got <laughs> um, you've got abducted children. You've got big guns, but most of all, you have all moved.
1: And you know, you know what? The inverse of that is is a is a, is a good movie made to be good that I know we'll all agree on is the Dark Knight. Yes, yes, that's, that's yes. one that I think we. Uh, <laughs> um, because i 'll reach a point where I am completely invested mm-hmm. I am in the screen, I cannot hear anyone, I cannot see anybody it 's just batman you know yeah. and and that honestly that 's the kind of movie that you know i mean. Christopher Nolan should be making <laughs> yes <laughs> has not always made but no. you know you know, he oh. tries and he
2: tries really hard well, I think what happened with Nolan is that after The Dark Knight and Inception he had like reached like he had started to be held as a master as a mastermind right that's like well, how do you keep living up to
0: that you don't yeah it's you not can't possible. It's, it's even almost- though personally, personally Interstellar is one of my favorite Nolan movies I love it uh-huh. but yeah, I, I mean, like Interstellar Interstellar so, overall.
1: Yeah, it's a good film. I remember. Well, I mean, that's another one that that that's a good story for Lucas and I is we had seen it opening night, mm-hmm. and I remember on, wa- on uh, seventy millimeter. Yep, yeah. And I remember walking out of the theater and just my mind absolutely melting and yeah. just being like, "Holy fuck, that was awesome!" And I just, then a day not, later, yeah, I was well. like, "I was like, fuck that. I hated this movie. <laughs> this is terrible." But. Then I bought it for $7 at the Comic Expo. Yep. And I went home, and I put it in, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, it's yeah. still fucking great.
0: Yeah, I remember when that movie ended, uh, uh, I, kind of, I knew where you were. We weren't sitting together, but right. we were kind of on opposite ends, ends of the theater. And I kind of looked over to where you were, and I just saw you go, put your thumb up. <laughs> I put my thumb up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Like, I like it overall. I think the second act is a little rough. Mm. Just because I think at parts it starts to get a little unintentionally ridiculous. That's that's a very
1: Nolan kind of thing, though. It it is, it is. He struggles a lot with wrapping a movie up. Yeah. Because it almost feels like his second act is really where all his meat and potatoes is. I Mm. mean, as it is for most films. But it's almost like his first act, 20 minutes. Second act
0: hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> well with with Nolan movies it's more like first act 20 minutes second act three hours yeah <laughs> and then in there let's cut the first act back in there yeah and yeah, work yeah, it yeah, yeah. In. well the
2: thing also of Interstellar is that like I feel like by the end of that when he didn't fully know how to wrap it up so it kind of had a, a bit of return of a king syndrome yeah hmm,
0: that's fair that's fair something that should be known about me is I am a sucker for space if, oh. if people are in space in a movie, I will at least like it. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about like- Stargate? Does that count? <laughs> you I like- have not seen Stargate. Oh, okay. Like the
2: Cloverfield Paradox?
0: I have not seen Cloverfield Paradox. I've seen the other two. I watched um, them recently. Yeah. Alien 3. Both. Alien 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, God.
1: It's pretty... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
0: been a while since I saw it,
1: but... Yeah, it's not
0: my vibe. I never saw the fourth one. Um, on that note, what, so what have we seen recently? So oh. I, I can start with that. I saw Solo, a Star Wars story, recently. And uh, I can understand why people wouldn't like it. I really enjoyed it. I had a blast with with it. I don't think I'm gonna revisit revisit it very often. Right. But like for the time I spent in the theater, I I had nothing but fun. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, I I think the kid who played young Han Solo, I think he did an admirable job playing young Harrison Ford. Is literally impossible. So I think that he did a very fairly good job for what he could do yeah the one thing that kind of took me out of it for him was his voice his voice was a little too high
1: for me and yeah, not very much like Harrison Ford yeah
0: like he kind of he kind of had the same kind of tendency to talk inside of his mouth like Harrison Ford does mm-hmm. uh, but his the pitch was too high for me and it kind of threw me off sometimes Donald Glover was excellent as Lando yeah I loved I love Donald Glover in anything I, I just see his face and it's and I'm happy <laughs> Um, and. Another another face I see and I'm happy is Chewbacca. Yeah. Oh, I mean, how could you not? Right? I, I love. Especially I love a Chewbacca. Just young Chewie. Yeah. Oh, he's he's still 190 years old. That's young <laughs> years, isn't it? <laughs> that was that was something that 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 pissed me off about Star Wars fans when the Force Awakens trailer came out. Everyone's like, oh, why why, why did Han age and Chewie didn't? And I'm like, he's 200 years old, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Learn yeah. the lore. Yeah. And Wookiees,
1: you know, they're, he's, they're youthful. Maybe he's, he's they just using they a live a long time. Or yeah, isn't yeah. He, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well
2: well, even in the Clone Wars cartoon, there's a there is a young Chewbacca in an episode. Mm, really? Um, yeah, there's an episode where um, Ahsoka is uh, trapped on like this hunting on um, this hunting reserve planet that Chewie's also on, so they kind of have to team up. That's I cool. don't think that
0: was Chewie.
2: No, she no she calls she I uh, speak since she's a Jedi, she speaks his language. Mm. Um, so he says his name is Chewie. Hmm. So they hmm. have to team up. Is
1: Chewbacca like a common name? Maybe Looks I don't like know. I,
0: I I thought I thought she said Lumpy, which is Chewie's son. <laughs> lumpy. That's that's canon, by the way. <laughs> Lump is still is canon. <laughs> Technically, yes. Lumpy. But no. Uh, with and there's also a droid uh, called L three L three three seven, I believe. Right, played by. Um, I can't uh, remember her name. Bring
1: it up on uh, on, Wick, on
0: IBB. <laughs> but she is hilarious.
1: That's our first female droid. I think I think you're right. I yeah. mean, outside of spaceballs.
2: Like, uh, <laughs> K-2SO really is count.
1: still my favorite droid in Star Wars. That's because it's Alan Tudyk. No, right, it's also because <laughs> I think he's hilarious. So I was going to ask then, comparatively to uh, Rogue One, mm-hmm. you know, our what, what would we call the spin-off trilogy, or yeah, the, the, the
0: Star Wars spin-offs, the Star
1: Wars spin-offs. Um, like um, you, you had said earlier, you know, you're not going to revisit it. Have you revisited Rogue One?
0: Uh, I saw it twice in theaters because I saw it on my own, and then my family came to visit, and they wanted to go see the Star Wars movie. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Honestly, Some more time would have to pass after seeing it to uh, really get that in order. But I'll say I definitely enjoyed Solo more in the theaters than I did Rogue One. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, uh, here, so I've had this interesting thing with uh, the spinoff films where when I see the trailers, I just watch them and I, and I don't care very much. That's like, uh, I saw the trailer for Rogue One and uh, that was also kind of when I was starting to a little bit get a little more down on um, on Force Awakens and whatnot. And then I went to go see Rogue One in the theater, and I really, really dug it. Mm-hmm. And uh, But with the trailers for Solo, it's the same case. I just don't
1: care. That's fair. Yeah, Rogue One's it, not one I, I go back to.
0: Yeah. Very often. Yeah. To be fair, like Solo, it has nothing to say. There's nothing deeper to this movie. It doesn't deepen anything about Star Wars. But for me, it's it's a really fun ride. There's also a very surprising cam- cameo at the end. yeah. I didn't. Oh man! I don't think anyone would have seen this coming. It's yeah. ridiculous. I love it. I was so happy. I had a big, stupid grin on my face the entire um, time. Okay, with well, no spoilers. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it because we haven't seen it. Yet, yeah. I think so.
2: I. Uh, yeah, no. I think a lot of it is also in the trailer. Like the guy playing Han watched too much, like a really
0: dweeby Malcolm Reynolds. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I get. I, I get that. Um, I, I think he, I. In the trailers, to me, it seemed like he was doing a bad Harrison Ford impression. Yeah, that's what I felt, too, in the trailers. Yeah. Yeah, felt- in, in the movie, that melts away, and okay. you just kind of see him, and I, I accepted him as Young Han every once in a while. The boys took me out of it, like I said. Yeah. The, the other thing is just that, like outside of Donald Glover, um,
2: with a lot of like bigger names in the cast, do they fall into their role spine or do they stick out at all? Because I've, Lately, I've been feeling like uh, Woody Harrelson's really been sticking out like a sore thumb in some movies, and just
0: kind of becoming a caricature of himself. Okay, interesting. No, I, to me, no. No one really stuck out that bad. Amelia uh, Clark for me, stuck out a little bit, but that's just because I'm like, hey, look, it's Daenerys Targaryen, Mother mm-hmm. of Dragons. Right. She's just in Star Wars now, <laughs> and her hair's and, brown.
1: Okay, is, is, is it a love interest...
0: It um, is. She's, she's so, a legitimate love interest. That's yes. That's
1: fucking so weird to me. It, like, it is.
0: It is kind of weird, especially at first. But like you kind of, you kind of get used. I got used to it anyway. It's just. It seems like so, kind of a slap in the face for Leia fans, right? Yeah. By the end of the movie, things are a little bit better. Okay. Because some stuff happens. I'm not going to spoil it. But, right. They have three children. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is Rey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that is legi- apparently a legitimate fan theory now. Really? <laughs> that the right. I'm just like, just let Ray be Ray. Shut the fuck up. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's
2: one thing I loved in Last Jedi. I was like, and all the people who got pissed about him, like, again, you just got your fan, you're just mad that you didn't get your fan service
1: jizzled out to you. Right. (laughs) Like, there's that scene in in Last Jedi where it's, um, spoilers, where it's Ray in the the the, mirror pit, Mm -hmm. right? And um, that alludes to at the end when Kylo says to her, um, where she says, like, you know, do you know who your parents are? And he and she's like, no. And he's just like, they're nobodies. Yeah, they're nothing. technically,
0: Ray said it. Ray was the one who said they're nobody. Kylo yeah. didn't.
1: Right. Okay. Fair. Because I don't know Star Wars. I, I mean, like, um, but you, uh, sorry, Liam. What 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 it gets to is, um, in my opinion, the way that it is is that Ray's her own parents. Right? She, she raised she, herself. She raised herself. I think that's what they're going for like just leave it be she's mm-hmm. her own parent you don't need to worry about who, like if fucking you know jabba the hut and uh, mon mothma yeah mon mothma had <laughs> sex together or fucking you know admiral akbar stuck it in holdo you know like yeah. it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter mm-hmm. so, because it's that's not
2: what the character is about Yeah, it's also agree. about like turning her into a uh, making her a skywalker would be just the most generic predictable thing they could have possibly done and One of your theories that she's an immaculate conception. I'm like, okay, that would have... I don't believe that anymore. I was going to say, that would have completely confirmed uh, the, uh, well, I think it's bullshit now, but the whole Mary Sue argument.
1: Mm. Because it's like, well, of course she's going to be great at everything. She's a fucking (laughs) Jesus metaphor. Yeah, I was was opposed to... I am now opposed to the immaculate thing because I've thought about it extensively, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Anakin being immaculate makes sense to some degree because of the way that the force was when it was young and that sort of stuff (laughs) although there is had sex with his mom (laughs) (laughs) but I'm pretty sure there's a comic book that explains it. probably not canon anymore but explains that yes Anakin did have a father um, and they actually show him it's just like I am what's Anakin's mother's name Shmi. Shmi. Yeah, so I'm Shmi's husband. I'm Shmi's husband. This is who I am, you know. I could be wrong. Please fact check. Put it in the comments or whatever. Yeah, all six people who are going to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Yeah.
0: Um, Please, Mom, don't listen to
1: this. I thought I thought <laughs> put this dad... at, the fr- at the beginning of the episode. Don't fucking listen, Mom. <laughs> I thought um, uh, Wado might be Atticus' dad. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine... <laughs> That'd be something. No, there anyway, a so, bad Jewish
0: metaphor is Anakin's father, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. stereotype, not metaphor. Uh,
1: so, but on the note of of Solo, so um, was the action good?
0: Yeah, I had a yeah. blast with it. I mean, to be fair, you put Star Wars in front of me, I'm gonna eat it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like Kevin Smith in that way. I, when Star Wars is on my plate, I don't question it. I just eat it. Right. Yeah, you, you know You know.
1: it's going to taste like Star Wars. Yeah. And you don't care if it, like, jisms in the back of your throat. Yeah. You're just like, you know, I'll accept I prefer
0: that.
2: can <laughs> see, I can't, yeah. I can't bring myself to that because I'm like, ugh, I mean, like, just slapping the name Star Wars on something alone isn't going to get me excited. Like, look at the prequels. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Where it's mm, like that's fair. A, I mean,
2: I'd much rather drink uh, salt water and moose piss,
0: but... Okay. I'd, I'd definitely rather watch the prequels than drink Moose piss, but, you know, that's me. <laughs> you know, um, maybe
1: that's a Sunday activity. No, it, <laughs> I, I don't know. It is a thing. It's called Moosehead. Uh, okay. That is a beer in Canada. <laughs> um, so who's your favorite Star Wars character then, Lee? Favorite? Uh, that's a tough one. Can we, can
2: we go by, um, uh, uh, was it by trilogy? No. I uh, just want to ask
1: right now uh, if you all can of, think about of of Star the Wars of lore. Yeah, at the top of your head, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Because if they made a fucking Yoda movie, I would see that in a heart bomb. I would too. Right? Bro. They make a, Bo- a Boba Fett movie, which with, they're doing. Yeah, with, and, um, and James Mangold has been confirmed to write and direct. Which and sounds Mangold, fucking cool. Right? I mean, he will make the closest thing we'll ever get to
2: an R-rated Star Wars film. I mm-hmm, hope he right? doesn't go full of hard R, but I hope that he just pushes the, uh, he pushes like PG-13 as far as you can. <laughs> right? And I'll go see which it. Su-
0: which, the thing is... I'm not okay with an R-rated Star Wars movie in one of the main trilogies. Yeah, I an agree. R-rated spinoff, especially for a character like Boba Fett, who's a bounty hunter who lives kind of on the edge of good and bad. I'm okay with a hard R for something like that, but in the main trilogy, no, fuck that. I mean, Would PG, it give PG-13. you a hard R? <laughs> um, there's also the fact that
2: uh, James Mangold showed us last year that in uh that in an industry where we make like every where we have to make everything marketable and friendly for teenage boys and kids, we that. Uh, Against all odds, we can actually still make movies for adults. Yeah, but I mean, Logan is still just as much for teenage boys as it is for fans of Edgar it It is.
0: They're adults. just not right. technically allowed in the theater. I theaters. know, although right.
2: I do question a lot of teenage boys who went to go see it It would be like, oh, that action. It's like,
1: <laughs> I'm like, clearly you are not understanding what this movie's about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know what I mean is, is you could make a, a movie about any Star Wars character and people are gonna go see it, right? Yeah. And pretty much, you know, you have a garbage droid movie, right? Somebody will watch that movie.
0: I, I will probably watch every Star Wars movie that comes out from now to like 2100.
1: Right, because we have, we have I think Disney confirmed. There's a new Star Wars movie every year for yeah. the foreseeable future. Yes, right. Like we, we're never gonna not live in a world that doesn't have Star Wars now, which is which is so weird to think until about. they
0: start tanking. But the thing is, Solo's not doing great. I mean, it's, it's still making money. Yeah, no, yeah. I
2: did make it. Is number one of a box office right now, but it is, uh, but it is underperforming. Yeah. To Disney standard. Right?
0: Yeah, but Disney's standard is if you're not in the top ten movies of all time, you fucked up. No, yeah. but I mean, well, I mean, let's compare
2: it to the competition lately. Um, like, so we've had three really big movies come out this month. This mm-hmm. month alone, yeah. Yeah, like Infinity War is the fastest film to make a billion dollars. And yeah. it could very well be getting to the record of uh, fastest film to gross two billion. Yeah, really? it's top um, four. And um, for you. Yeah. Uh, then Deadpool Two came out, and it's already like doubled its, or no, it's already tripled its budget, and it's been <coughs> out for a. So it had a budget of like a hundred mil. Oh yeah. So now it's at like four hundred. I think it's earned about four hundred mil. Yeah, sounds about right. Though. And from what I understand, Solo yeah, Solo no, hasn't matched up. its budget yet.
1: Hmm. It hasn't really. What was its budget? Does anybody know off the top of their head? Uh,
2: no, nope. probably like. One fifty. I mean, like not taking into account like the fact that they had to reshoot the damn thing. Yeah, that that
0: messed up everything.
2: <laughs> Does it really show, or like, are there scenes from Lord or Miller that really stick out, or?
0: Sometimes there's some jokes that feel very Lord and Miller and not very Ron Howard, but for for the most part, the movie feels like a Ron Howard movie. Right. Like, is it funny? Yeah. Oh yeah, it has a lot of a lot of humor in it. One character specifically, and that's L three the droid. Right. Is hilarious. She's kind of. Uh, a droids rights activist. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. it's hilarious. If there is one thing in, uh, uh,
2: like I mean, I was initially happy when that when Lord and Miller were kind of got the boot because, like, um, well, especially after I watched Thor Ragnarok and I heard about what her pitch was, where I'm like, is this just gonna be you guys getting paid to do nothing again and just
0: dick around for two hours? Personally, when they first announced that Lord and Miller were uh, uh we're gonna helm Solo. I was pretty excited because, uh, to me, Lord and Miller are the kings of bad ideas. Oh no! Every movie they have made was a bad idea, but they've made it good. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've, I've liked yeah. all. Of I them don't work. think
1: the Lego Movie is a bad
0: idea. Well, it's it's kind of dumb. It's it, kind of a dumb idea, and no, also a, a reboot of Twenty One Jump Street. That's a comedy, and Cloudy with a Chance on Meatballs. All of them sound like stupid fucking ideas, but they made the movies good. Um, did you see? You saw Infinity? Oh right? yeah. Okay, so uh,
1: we haven't seen Solo. Mm -hmm. But Liam and I did see Deadpool, uh, Deadpool 2. We've all seen Infinity War. Um, So we'll get to Infinity War next. All right. So Deadpool 2, Liam and I, we saw it. Liam's seen it twice. Yeah, uh,
2: so I had an interesting experience when I went. We went camping for the weekend, and uh, I really wanted to go. So uh, when I got home, I took a nap. I got up and I went, but I was still tired. And while I was watching it, I really enjoyed it. But then the next day, I was kind of iffy on some stuff and I was kind of starting to sway the other way so I wanted to go see it again uh to like really cement my opinion um and uh yeah no I loved it in fact in some ways I think it's
1: probably better than the first one yeah I would agree okay. um so I love both
0: the first movie is, is fun I you're not a big fan of it hey I'm not a big fan no mostly um, because i just feel like it it played it way too safe which oh, is I kind of kind of a weird thing oh, to can say oh i agree with that like okay, deadpool cool. in
2: the comics is very like uh yeah. this is more authentic to comic
0: book deadpool okay maybe i'll like two better then but like i felt that the first one i felt like i'd heard every joke in that movie a million times before i'm not entirely sure where but i felt like i'd heard those jokes before it felt like every joke was obvious and not very clever uh, so and honestly, I don't think they went far enough with the gore specifically. Right. This yeah. So one. that's one thing in the second one that they completely change. Okay. It, it
1: the movie opens with him beheading several people. Um, shooting a lot of people. What's the song they play in the background? I can't remember. I um, but it's is, is that uh, is it's the on... one, I think. Yeah. It? No, oh okay. no, it's it might it take be on Take On Me
0: because I know there's a big thing with Take On Me in, in like on social media about this movie. Might be the end of the movie. I can't yeah. quite remember.
1: Regar- regardless, um, there's you know the beginning of the film is just him being the perk r- r- of a mouth. Yeah, the real Deadpool. Right. Okay. So. The rest of the movie, there's a, a number of things that are, you know, kind of stupid. I mean, obviously, th- plot points that that are ridiculous, um, things like that. There's an unnecessary death. Um, it's
2: essentially the the main the a story like or not the story the plot is very similar to like T two or Looper, right? Okay, where like okay. Abel yeah. comes back and he wants to kill a kid. Oh, is is that
0: is that the, uh, that's the kid the, from uh, Hunt for the Wilder Yeah, people? He's, yes. uh,
2: this yeah he's he's this kid who like can uh, shoot. Uh,
1: who can shoot fire? Essentially, yeah, his name is Fire Fist. Or I, did Russell. See, I did see a clip. Russell yeah. is what he likes to be called. Um, but yeah, it's a good film. It's 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 gen. It's super funny. There's there's a lot of really good jokes in it that I was cracking up. Over. Like to the point where the guy in front of me, I was laughing so hard that the guy in front of me looked back and went, "Wow, that guy thinks this movie's really funny." <laughs> there was,
2: there was um, one point in particular where uh, it's really funny, but I'm like how the fuck did they get away with this? Yeah, oh man, it is okay. it is gratuitous. Um, also, um, <laughs> it's <laughs> a very
1: basic instinct moment. And I say that, and if anybody at home is listening and they've seen the, and they've seen the movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Like basic like, instinct as in the movie? Yeah, so there's a reference to basic instinct. Okay. But also, much smaller, if you understand <laughs> what I mean, Liam. Um, I, I, was, <laughs> I, think, I, th- I think I get it. Yeah. Um, but to get, you were
2: talking about a Gorma first one. To give you some context of what's like Like, you know that bit in the first one where um, uh, Deadpool's trying to punch Colossus and he's, like, and he, like, breaks his bones? Yeah. Yeah, they go even further with this. Like, there's a point when he falls off a... When he, like, falls down and his back, like, splits in. Uh, splits up like an accordion yeah he looks like a bag of jello it's pretty sweet (laughs) there's a scene when his arm's broken and like he uses his broken arm to wrap around the dude's neck and strangle him yeah it's yeah like (laughs) okay that sounds cool
1: yeah there's a lot of moments in it that are really entertaining um i'd say it's it's an entertaining film it's it's mm -hmm. very fun to sit down and just like watch because you know from beginning to end there's gonna be some joke that's going to make you laugh. There's going to be some gag that is going to make you chuckle, even a little bit. You know, like it's, there's something in that movie for everybody, but anyone under the age of sixteen. Um, <laughs> but How most about, likely, Sorry. Uh, just most likely, anybody under the age of sixteen is probably still going to see it, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, God forsake your goddamn parents, right?
0: <laughs> anyway. Uh, how did Josh Brolin do? Cuz that's his oh. in in one month, he played two major comic book um, movies. Right, villains. that guy is rich as fuck.
1: Yeah. Now. Uh, oh.
2: maybe he'll get his wishes to re- his wish to remake Jonah Hex cuz he ever said that if he becomes a millionaire, he's going to remake Jonah Hex. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Interesting. Yeah,
1: maybe they'll actually get masted on for that soundtrack. Um, anyway, um yeah, he's great. He's really good. He they, doesn't really get a lot to say, but his but he, presence is
2: felt. He's Cable from the comics. Like, he fully embodies that he's, like, gruff. Like, they don't do the thing that I was scared they were going to do where they just make him funny. No, the only funny bits uh, from Cable come from people just making fun of him. Yeah. Okay, it, uh, so he's more of a straight man in the movie. Yeah, he's yeah. like, uh, yeah, he shows up and he just wrecks shit. Um, <laughs> there's a, uh, um, but yeah, so, I mean, I liked him in Infinity War. Like, I thought he did a great job as Thanos there. Um, I wasn't crazy about a lot of the changes they made, but we could talk about that later, mm-hmm. uh, particularly to the backstory and motivations of Thanos. Okay. Um, but here, like, uh, like I was down on the idea of him, not down on the idea of him becoming, uh, or playing Cable, because I am getting, I was like, I'm getting really tired of Josh Brolin being in every comic book movie. <laughs> he got the Avengers, he got um, Sin City, he got Jonah Hex, and now he's getting Cable. Um, like, uh... But no, he did a really, really good job. Also, really cool. And it is Domino.
1: Oh, she's great. Oh yeah, she's super. Yeah, she's funny. played by
2: uh, I forget the actress's name, but she's on Atlanta.
0: Oh yeah. okay. Yeah, she's oh.
1: really good. Yeah, she's so cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it, it you know um, Domino's power in the in the books in the movie is luck.
2: Mm-hmm. You can manipulate luck. She's kind of like you ever. It's kind of like uh, you ever watch uh, Dirk Gently.
0: I have not because I'm I'm just I I just don't I like almost. Nothing that Max Landis has worked Uh, on. Yeah, and I don't really (laughs) fucking blame
1: you. That guy's a piece of shit. Um, But like, Um, this podcast does not support Max Landis, (laughs) Um, except for Chronicle because that movie's actually. Yeah, the movie's good. Um, But like, uh, so she's essentially holistic. Yeah, Domino is. <laughs> and so, you know, there's this really good gag where she's driving down the street and, and Do- Deadpool's on the walkie-talkie with her and he's just explaining how what her powers are not cinematic and then they cut back to Domino and it's just like everything's happening. And it's just yeah, like really, blowing really up neat. and it's just missing her. But it, it's, it's, a mo- it's, a, it's a movie that, um, you know, a bunch of college frat boys would really love. They oh, would yeah. sit around and they'd... Drink their natty ice and fucking, <laughs> you know, one of them's got a blunt rolled up and they're passing it around and they're just doing their favorite gags from the movie, yeah, which that's... which is pretty much what Deadpool is for the most part
2: anyway. Yeah. I mean, it bugs me that Deadpool's kind of that So many people just go to see Deadpool, not because they actually know who he is, but become, but because he's become like a trend or a meme. I have yeah. the same problem with Harley in the
0: DC universe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I see a lot of memes that do not understand Harley and the Joker's relationship at all. Yeah, I'm not like,
2: okay, sorry, this is where I'm going to go off on a little r- random rant. <laughs> you dumb fucking kids, go read a comic book and actually think about
0: what you're saying. <laughs> fucking people. Or right. watch the cartoon. I've, I've, I have, I've only read like a handful of comic, p- comic books in my life. And even only seen a handful of the original animated series of Batman um, yeah, like cartoon. Mad Love and... Uh... I've only seen a handful of those episodes, and even I understand that the Harley and the Joker do not have a healthy relationship. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> it's not
1: like, oh, star-crossed lovers. We're rock stars. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they should not be together. Um, uh, no, it's a bad thing. Anyway, so moving on to Infinity War. Yeah. So we've... Um, I think this month, those are the two that I've seen in theaters. Um, I think I liked Deadpool more, mm. um, but... Like, significance-wise, I think Infinity War was more important in terms yeah. of the movies that have come out this, this month. It, it's it's well,
0: a pretty major cinematic achievement. Okay, yeah, well,
1: the thing with Infinity War, it's not really as
0: much
2: of a movie as it's an event.
0: Yeah, um, I would agree.
2: Yeah, like, uh, it's like, because uh, you have a first Avengers movie, which, like, uh, I personally don't think it's aged especially well, given that we've gotten more and more but i feel like that one kind of set a precedence, proving that you could make something like this. Mhm. Ultron did the same thing but also proved that it, you could actually have a legitimately good movie with that. Mm-hmm. And uh and then Infinity War is just like it's like a, a big comic book event. where, like just like every, which everybody who reads comics is reading or it's like it's like going to a it's like going to a concert. Um it's just oh, Okay, like, that's
0: a good analogy actually. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like they everybody's come together. They built up to it for years except for well one notable ab- absence, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, Which was apparently very intentional Yeah, like I, like I really liked it There's uh, some stuff I'm not crazy about Particularly with Thanos But um, I liked a lot of the action um, I thought uh, ev- for the most part Everybody kind of got their, uh, their fair due um, I would have liked to have seen A little bit more
1: of uh, Winter Soldier You know who oh, yeah, did Rocky? not get their fair due in that movie Because I don't remember the cameo Was Stan Lee He was on the bus I don't yeah. remember that at all. Oh yeah,
0: when Peter when uh, Spider-Man jumped off the bus, he's like, what, have you kids never oh. seen a spaceship before?" Right, yeah. oh, beginning also, of the movie. Also, yep. some Literally of Spider-Man's lines minutes. still bug me and it's a great <laughs> showcase that uh,
2: Marvel doesn't know how to write kids. Yeah. Um mm. Oh, you you guys ever see that really old movie? It That's, pissed me off in uh it yeah. pissed me off in Civil War. I'm like,
1: no no kid is going to call Star Wars that really old movie. Yeah, the fact that he used that phrase, that really old movie, twice already really makes me curious. Exactly. Yeah, I, oh, I, like, I, th- I thought it
0: was a cute line in Civil War, and then this was just a callback to that line. Yeah. The way I viewed it, so yeah. I didn't have any problems with it. I
1: mean, it's just like, it's just like come
2: on. like We get it. He's young. But you're, it's at a point where you're not Spider-Man. You're Spider-Boy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But... uh I thought Infinity War was great. Like, I, I really was invested when everything starts coming together at the end there. Like, you really feel the weight of Thanos. Even one thing that I noticed with the film that I, at first I wasn't a big fan of until I started thinking about it was um, a lot of the action that was shot was when it wasn't Thanos, it was very shaky. Every mm. time anybody else was fighting, it was very shaky. And then Thanos is on screen, and it's locked off. Whenever he's throwing a punch, you see it happen, and oh, you yeah. see the movement, because he's grounded, and he can't fucking move. Well, I mean, you essentially get to see him punch people from a moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, there's there's so many really... Um, he's a genuine threat. Yeah, and it feels like it. One of the first times that... At, well, I mean, since Ultron, really. But in right. any of the Marvel movies where I felt like he was... A, like, the villain was a genuine threat. Mm. Um, I felt like uh, Killmonger in um,
2: in Black Panther was a threat, but it was more so that I ju- I think with it, it was more so just that I liked his character.
1: See, Killmonger yeah, was more of a, th- a threat to Black Panther and to T'Challa than he was anybody a- anything else, mm. and and to um, Wakanda obviously. But in uh, Ultron, Ultron is a villain for the fucking planet. Like, yeah. he, he will annihilate this this planet, and then they bump it up with Thanos, and it's like, no, he's a villain for the universe. Like, yeah. he can he can shut down everything. You're like,
2: he, um, the sh- he kicks the shit out of a Hulk in, like, the first two minutes. He, yeah. uh He strangles a guy to death. He, uh... You nearly
0: know, like crushes Thor's head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
2: oh, also, uh, on the subject of ad, this is probably the best Thor's ever been on screen.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's real. He's a real, like... I haven't seen Dark World or Ragnarok. Okay, you don't I mean, need to see Dark World. I'd recommend Ragnarok. I yeah. really did not like Ragnarok. Oh, really? What? They? I mean, they're they got their due, um, and, and they got their, their their spot in the in the universe, which is fair. But um,
0: I totally forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, shit, that's not the first um, time that's gonna happen. Like, uh, yeah. uh, as as every person. Thor. Who's invested in the MCU uh, has already stated this isn't a movie about the Avengers. This is a movie about Thanos, right. which I thought was really interesting that they made the villain the protagonist of the movie. Right. Um, but it, sorry, I just remember
1: what I was going to say. Thor. Um, so in leading up to this movie, any movie Thor was in, he – well, from, from the first couple movies, he was Thor. You mm-hmm. know? Somebody would tell a joke. He wouldn't understand. That was funny yeah and he'd be a, he'd, he' was a fish out of water and right then the and then it kind of wore off as it went, and yeah, and then suddenly they went into the realm of thor's telling jokes now
0: yeah he yeah. was just like way He's too funny jokey, like, i, in I think sorry I, I think that they just suddenly discovered, oh shit, Chris Hemsworth is both like super handsome and funny let's, yeah. let's use that
1: but <laughs> that's but thor isn't right thor mm-hmm. isn't funny he's super handsome he's not necessarily funny <laughs> like, and so in this in infinity war he was funny because he didn't understand things again he was mm-hmm. he was back to being
0: thor at least in my opinion but i mean like but he was also like a genuine warrior yeah he was a um, threat he he was at his most powerful he's ever been in, in in infinity war even
2: like the i don't get shit stuff i thought was funny and like kind of clever like uh him calling rocket rabbit because apparently yeah. they don't have uh, they don't have raccoons out in Norway. Apparently, <laughs>
0: yeah. So rabbits are considered pests. Yeah,
1: in Norse mythology, there, there's no there's no raccoons. Interesting. They get rid of ro they get rid That's of fun. rodents, and so they're vermin or rabbits.
0: Yeah, I, I love how Thor spends spends the most in the movie with who he spends them with. I don't we're not I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, but like the the grouping he's with I just think is hilarious it makes perfect sense um, too yeah, I mean comparatively to, to everything else you see in that film I mean Tony's
1: Tony's group makes sense too yeah mm-hmm. um, I think that was the thing is that the movie made sense for what they were doing like I mean you can't pair um, like Black Widow with Groot right yeah that, yeah, doesn't, that doesn't make work. any sense um, you know put put Spider Man with um, um, I don't know <laughs> some <laughs> fucking random other person.
2: But uh, Spider-Man with um, uh,
1: Thor, or um, yeah, that'd be weird.
2: It right? would be. Kind I mean, of there weird, would yeah. be.
1: There'd probably be a, a nice gag of Thor throwing um, the axe or something like yeah. that, and Spider-Man trying to help, and then he gets stuck on it and gets yeah. thrown. It'd be good I bits, I, yeah. But I,
0: I think that Infinity War has some of the best character entrances in any movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I think I think Thor gets one of the best ones, and my favorite is uh, Cap's entrance. Oh yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's really simple, but it's effective. Um, so get this man Also, of a- they also actually got really <laughs>
2: creative with the action this time around. Like I thought that this movie just with Doctor Strange got more creative than the movie than his own movie did. Yeah, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange was sick in this movie. I um, mean, even like uh, I mean, like I also like despite the fact that, and I'll get to that when I talk about Thanos. I'm uh, um, individually, not like tied to Thanos, I did like his uh, disciples. Like I love Squidward, um, <laughs> the Ebony Maw. That's his name. Yeah, yeah,
0: because <laughs> he has I'm, a real name. Because yeah, I've yeah. just been all of them him. have names. Yeah, Shit. well, because
2: I don't know them from a the comics, and mm-hmm. so I like I'm sure they call him that somewhere in a movie. But I've I've been calling him Squidward for like the yeah. past. Uh,
0: five yeah, at, at some point, at, at some point they do say Maw. I don't know if they ever say Ebony yeah. Maw, and uh, the the female one is Proxima Midnight. Right. Yeah, Carrie Coon. Right. Carrie Coon. Is, is, that,
2: is right. that the actress? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she oh, was okay. in Fargo. Oh, and okay. she's in a yeah. Gone Girl and mm. something else I've seen that escapes me.
0: Okay, well, she was, yeah, she was pretty cool in the movie, so.
2: Um, yeah, a number of things. But can I just get to my, big, my biggest thing with Thanos? Go for it. Is that, like, it works fine in the context that it, uh, of the movie, but it just felt like, and it is somewhat topical, but it just felt so pedestrian compared to the comics. Mm-hmm. Like, in the comics, Thanos is kind of like the ultimate nihilist. Like, um, the only reason he does what he does is because he wants to... uh he he just wants to please a woman he loves and that's death uh, because in the marvel universe death uh personifies itself as a as a woman who um uh and who vanos is hopelessly in love with um and he also realizes that like the world uh was it the universe sucks and like uh i'm so i'm just gonna kind of fuck shit up um he also has this whole thing where he'll kind of intentionally leave a hole in this plan so for the chance of uh the avengers are like the marvel universe
0: defeating him so he just start over again as he finds it in- interesting. Mm. I I heard that he was kind of um in the comics that he's kind of uh knows that he's evil and sort of subconsciously forces himself to fail.
2: Yeah, that's kind of it. He but also cuz he finds it interesting. Okay. Um yeah, no, he's uh yeah, and I just felt like feel like that's so much more interesting than like uh, than just us try- them trying to do the sympathetic villain thing again. Yeah, like mm. daddy issues kind of thing, right? Um, and uh, or being a daddy. there's also the fact <laughs> that they go out of her way to humanize him, and like it's like oh, he has a legitimate reason where uh, his
0: children and disciples are just like
2: these fucking psychos who relish in killing. And well, like, he, yeah.
0: Here's the thing, Thanos. For his motivation in the movie, he doesn't really have like yeah, like sure he, he he's thinking of a short term solution wiping out half the universe to save resources. But when you think about even just just Earth, we have doubled our population in 50 years. Cut that population in half, we're going to be back in the same position in 50 years. Right. So, yeah, you got us 50 years. Cool. Great. Thanks, thanks, Thanos. What about the whole universe, (laughs)
1: right? Because that's pretty much what his end goal is, right? Yeah. Is to half of the universe. Yeah.
0: And the way I interpret that is he is so... Single minded and like kind of tunnel vision on this one idea, he doesn't see any other solutions. He's he's the mad titan, he's insane. Oh, he's also, evil. Um, sorry, I was also gonna
2: say that in the comics, he's also not just a titan in the sense that he's from like the Jupiter moon titan. Um, he's uh, is he's he actually a, from Titan in the comics? Yeah, oh. and uh, in the but also in the sense that uh, uh, like if Thor's a god, he's a he's like a titan, he's a titan in that sense. Okay, because like his okay. people have ties with um. Uh, was it with like uh, the uh, Asgard and the comics and whatnot? Okay,
0: yeah,
1: interesting. Yeah, I feel like you guys had a much different viewing experience because I was half cut when I saw it.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I loved Infinity War. I thought it was it was so much fun. Yeah, it was. It's great. It's, I thought I had a really good time when I saw yeah, it too. I, I left the movie. I honestly left the movie kind of shell shocked. Yeah, because I mean. I don't want to spoil anything, but things are going to I get mean, undone. I mean, yeah, the memes are, are showing – we're not – yeah. you can you
1: can go look it up on your own. But, you know, yeah. um, I had the movie spoiled for me. Mm, okay. I knew what happened. Also, having a knowledge of the comics, you already kind of know what's going down. Yeah, I kind of – I no one
0: spoiled it for me, but I guessed what was going to happen. Yeah,
1: and it's hard not to, yeah. right? It's hard to guess um, – to Whom It Happens To. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a better way to, to phrase it. Uh, I don't want to say. I think you probably fucking figure it out. Probably. Uh, yeah. But anyway. No, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. You see anything else in theaters recently?
0: Uh, not in theaters, no. I, I have had no money. <laughs> so I've been very selective about what I see in theaters. Yeah, hopefully this podcast will bring in the movie. <laughs> no, I, I'm starting a new, new job tomorrow, so Maybe a
1: couple of movie passes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, you see anything else? Um, not this month, really. I have, uh, going to the, uh, I mean, like, work and, like, uh, busy schedules make it kind of hard for me to go, but I'll, if there is something out that I really want to see, I'll always try and
1: reserve time for it. Um, okay, we should probably take a little bit of a break. Uh, my mouth's getting dry, it'd be nice to wet my whistle. (laughs) Um, so we'll see you in a
2: minute. Yeah, play, uh, um, Offsprings Intermission off, uh, Ixnay on the Ombre, it'll be a great way to pass the time. Yeah.
1: All
0: right, welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam.
1: All right, I think you already fucking know that. Right?
0: <laughs> Just in case you forgot. Yeah. Yeah, because we all know you
2: people have you have short attention spans, so yeah, we that's why begin- my- we'd we remind you.
1: That's why they're listening to an hour and a half long podcast <laughs> about movies, which probably a lot of our thoughts and opinions have already been said before. So. Oh, yeah, every single one of them. Uh, anyway, okay. We're, we are all unoriginal assholes. Yeah, <laughs> so we're back, um, and we like to play um, games sometimes. Uh, I know Lucas is uh, pretty big on Dungeons and Dragons. I it's also true. like to play Dungeons and Dragons. I like tabletop games, that sort of stuff. But I like GTA. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Go fuck yourself.
1: But sometimes it's good to to you know put the dice away and uh, think. A little bit, you know, outside of your brain. On that note, I rolled the dice, and we're playing a new game. Uh, this game is called we're Ma- You're Making a Movie. This is a, g- a game that Liam and I have played a number of times. Basically, the premise of it is that you come up with a very loose concept, a high concept for a movie, and pitch it to your friends and try and see who can make the better movie. Um, we originally had a point system for it. Um, it's uh, based off of a uh, four-point system um if you name the appropriate people uh, that are in the movie so a a good way to thinking of it is let's say you're making a movie it's about a lamp who finds his way into a mine shaft and cannot find power who voices the lamp if you can voice the if you can find an actor to voice the lamp perfect that's a point if you can come up with who directs it that's another point if you can come up with who writes it, that's a third point. And fourth is general overall. You, um, if we like the idea, then you get a fourth point. And then if you get all four points, you get that extra fifth point. Points don't matter. It doesn't fucking none of it matters. <laughs> like whose uh, line? Exactly. It's a, like clues line, but shittier. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. And there's no uh, improv involved.
0: <laughs> all right, Got we're here. gonna let Lucas go first. All right. So you're making a movie. High concept. Uh, a person grows a beard that becomes sentient, and they have to learn to live together.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right. All right. Who, uh, play, who plays the person who grows the beard? Notice I said person, so you could cast whoever you want. Okay, cool.
1: Uh, I'll go first. Um, I think the person playing the beard would be Kathy Bates.
0: Okay. Uh, okay.
1: Because she's done it in a movie before. Oh, really? She has experience. Um, I can't remember what movie it is. I believe it's an Adam Sandler film, because of course it would be. Yeah. So Kathy Bates is the one with the beard. Oh, okay. no. Wasn't it Freak Show? I think it was Freak Show. I, okay. think it was I haven't it. seen that. American, American, uh, American Hustle. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, what's that a show called? American Horror Story. That's what it is. I don't oh, know. okay.
0: I, who cares? So are you saying Kathy Bates should be the one with the beard or the beard?
1: No, Kathy Bates, Oh, can she be both? <laughs> You can. Uh, uh no, I take that back. Uh Kathy Bates is the beard. The one growing the beard is um Ellen Page. All right. Ellen Page with the beard with the beard voiced by um Kathy Bates and her I'm gonna expand a little bit. So the movie is right, uh so she's growing with the beard. The beard is growing on her, they're growing together, they're learning. But Ellen Page is a uh a fashion um uh, like like she an worked, icon? Not an icon. She works in a fashion office. It's okay. very much like Devil Wears Prada, but she has a beard. Um, <laughs> and she's trying to uh, appease her boss, played by John Ham because okay. I'm going to put him in everything. That's fair. Um, John That's fair. Hamm. And, I love that gorgeous mug, too. <laughs> and the two of them are trying to figure out um, how to... They, by no means are they, are, do they fall in love in this movie. Okay. John, yeah. John Hamm is just kind of a, a piece of shit, but then he kind of learns to love himself because he can't grow a beard, and he wants her beard. But he's not the villain. They are just trying mm. to find a way to give him her beard. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that's my premise. Um, all right. Director, Christian? Or? Oh, director. And who writes it? So written by... I mean, we all wish we were doing that on Saturday oh, nights. Oh, yeah. But... So sorry. He's a, it's just Michael <laughs> Green. It's the guy who wrote Logan.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, what else did he write here? He also wrote uh, Blade Runner. Um, unfortunately, he did write Green Lantern. Um, okay. Though well, he was like one of six writers on that fucking movie. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those movies where they kind of just like throw it at a writer and then he's just like, fuck, I'll do it. And then he does it and gets paid a shitload of cash. Um, and then to direct, um, Sofia Coppola. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like she can manage that. Interesting. Yeah. Or, okay. or maybe Wes Anderson but I think mm. I'd give it
0: to Sophia first.
1: Interesting. All right, All right Liam. All right. Um, so
2: the beard would be played by Danny McBride. Okay. And um, the person growing the beard would be Isla Fisher.
0: All right, Okay. Then. Isla oh. Fisher. I can see that for yeah.
1: sure. Yeah. Um, What's the movie about? Um, I, I, just,
0: I, just, I just love the image of Isla Fisher with a beard and, the, and Danny McBride's voice is coming out of it. <laughs> Um, so it would be about
2: a uh, uh, What is it uh, A woman who lost her husband uh, Tragically Because he got like high And decided to go for a drive Is her husband Danny McBride? Yeah and, um, <laughs> That's fucking yeah. awesome And uh, the beard isn't And uh, so through un- some unexplained circumstances She wakes up one morning And she has a beard And uh, then she starts to realize Like holy shit This is my husband reincarnated On my face <laughs> Right
0: on and I love uh, it. Th- this this has given me like uh, flashbacks to that one Black Mirror episode, except except instead of living inside of her husband's head,
1: on her face, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: her uh,
2: um, there would be a pretty extensive supporting cast. It would be one of those movies where like you'd have just a bunch of like random people pop up. Like Fogel from Superbad would be there. <laughs> um, maybe uh, uh, Denzel Washington. Um, <laughs> Or, we can get Denzel. Oh, fine. and uh, William Thickner, because uh, every movie needs a little more William Thickner. Um, All right, and uh, okay. It, so who writes it? Uh, okay, writing is a tough is a tough one. Uh, Adam McKay. Oh from, god. Uh, Adam, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. And um, the director would be
0: John Woo because why the hell not? John <laughs> Woo. All right, so. Uh... We've got two very different movies. Yes. <laughs> very different. Honestly, I would probably see them both. <laughs> <laughs> You'd pay money to see these movies? Yeah, I would. Oh, you poor I, I, sap. I, I, yeah, I, w- I want to <laughs> see a beard that has Kathy Bates' voice. And I want to see Eileen Fisher with a beard. Like, this, sound, this sounds great. <laughs> All right, so who gets the points? Just because I love the idea of Danny McBride's voice coming out of Isla, Fri- Isla Fisher's face, I'm gonna go with Liam. Yeah, I wouldn't give it to. Liam, <laughs> all right, Liam, it's your turn.
2: All right, you're making a movie. Uh, was it? The thing is like a metaphor. The whole thing's a metaphor for like mental illness and um, and all of that. Wow, um,
1: a big change. Big um, big change. And uh, it follows sentient uh, metaphor.
2: It follows a uh, depressed man who has a uh, who uh, has a big beehive growing in his head. Okay, so we're it, back. Uh, we're like back. so
1: half of his half of his face is literally like a beehive. Um but like Liam once drew a painting of Nicolas Cage with a beehive on his head, and I okay. feel like that's what he's talking oh, right But <laughs> like uh so and you can't say Nicolas Cage because fuck
2: Fair. you, Christian. Fair. Um uh who um uh, what is it? Uh who who's the main character, who's the antagonist of the story, um who writes slash who directs it, and um you have to pick at least uh, two people to play, or somebody to, vo- to uh, do voice the bees that are in his head. Again, metaphor for dementia or ADHD or.
1: All right, Liam.
0: Uh, actually, sorry, Lucas, I'll let you field this first. Okay. Uh, so, the guy with the beehive on his head. Yeah, that's growing in his head. Oh, growing in yeah, his head? Yeah, it's like okay. literally,
2: like half of his head is like a fucking beehive.
0: Okay, so it's kind of like extending out. Yeah, like from like.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry, could you do that again, Liam? Where is it growing from? Like
2: Uh, like from the left side of his head. Like,
0: (laughs) Okay. All right, right. that was (laughs) excessive. All right, I'm going to say Viggo Mortensen is playing the guy Ah. with with the beehive coming out of his head. Because I want to see more of that guy, and I don't care how I see it. (laughs) Um, Voicing the bees. Someone has to voice the bees. All right. Does somebody
1: good. have to voice the bees? I think yes. Is that, is that what you said? Shit, yeah.
0: I was looking up some stuff on my phone. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. I didn't know somebody Christian. had a name bees. You gotta listen. Come on, man. You got the headphones on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Voicing the bees. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I want, I want to pick someone with kind of like a high highfalutin, like kind of airy voice, but also I feel like that's just too obvious of a choice. Um, how about... James Franco. Just because. As the bees? As the bees, yeah. Okay, so sorry, who plays the it's Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen has is the guy who has the beehive growing out of his head. Right. And then James Franco plays the bees. Okay. Cool. Who writes it? Who writes it? Um I'm realizing at this moment that I know very few movie writers' names, which is which is unfortunate. Yeah. This is a pain. <laughs> this makes the game hard. It does, it does. You know what? I feel like he could make the transition from book to screenplay for this one. I'm going to say Stephen King. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Hate Stephen King. <laughs> Fuck Stephen King. I like, I like some of his books. Um, yeah, so Stephen King's going to write it. And who's going to direct it? That's going to be an interesting one. Because I want this to be, this is kind of kind of a horror drama ish is kind of movie is what I'm going for. All right. Because that's that's what Beagle Mortensen kind mean, of does. Also,
2: Stephen King does write some ridiculous shit like aliens that explode out of your ass.
0: Yeah, oh um, no, Stephen King's insane. That's why I think he's perfect for this. <laughs> <laughs> he also has bees in his head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, for the director, my first instinct is to say James Gunn, but also I don't think that's quite right. Right. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, this feels very similar to Slither, in right. a way. But it's not a horror movie. No, it, it's kind of a hor- It has horror elements, but it's mostly a drama, I think, is what this movie is. Um, so I am going to go with... I had a name in my head and this beard. Mm. Like that bee? <laughs> yeah, it's a bee. <laughs> Lucas, are you sure you don't have a beehive in your head? I might. I might. It's unfortunate. I'm, I'm blanking right okay, now. Okay, you want to take a moment? Sure, yeah. Okay, I have mine pretty
1: much ready to go. Okay, so playing the... I'm, I'm going to go from writer and director first, okay? So directed by Lenny Abramson, or Abrahamson. What has he done? Okay. He did Room, uh, Frank, uh, he's done a handful of other indie films. Okay, okay. so he's a very specific style. Yeah, it's like, have you ever seen Frank with no. Michael Fassbender? It's fantastic. I, I know what you're um, talking about. But he's, he's, you know, he's got... He can balance comedy with also drama, so I think that would work really well. Um, Maybe written by the Coen brothers. Uh, Just, you know, just writing. Just writing it. Just the Coen brothers writing it. And then playing the man with the beehive in his head uh, would be um, Drew Carey. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Because I feel like, or, no, sorry, he voices the bees. Mm. Duh. Mm -hmm. Um, One bee, there's two bees specifically I'm seeing in my head. There's like the good bees and the bad bees. We're, like, trying to take over his brain. Some of them want to take over his brain, and then some of them just want to make honey. So the good bees are voiced by Drew Carey, and the bad bees are voiced by uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> the, the man who has the beehive in his head is played by—I um, had a really good one—is um, played by Val Kilmer. Okay. And huh. the man who is the villain, because there's a villain too, yep. right, is played by Walton Goggins. Because Walton Goggins needs to be in fucking every movie. You know? like he's <laughs> he's my William Thickner, as okay. it were. I love that man. All right, um, Even though I've seen two movies he's been in. Um, I just love his <laughs> name. Just say Goggins with me. Goggins. 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 I think it works. So... Walton Govins, yep. I hope you're listening. And the and the premise <laughs> of the movie is, like I said, the good bees and the bad bees are fighting for control over the man's head, and this evil guy had placed the bees in his head, um, and Bell Kilmer is trying to get the bees out of his head.
0: All right, <laughs> that's the premise. All right. So uh, I'm coming back to mine. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go for the, Duthor, the Duffer Bro- the Duffer brothers. Go, all yeah. Right, yeah. Good direct. choice. That's yeah. interesting. That's all a right. good choice. Who did you say was writing again? Ah, uh, Stephen King. Ah, all right. Considering their work is, like, directly connected to his, I, f- I felt like it was a pretty good team-up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good choice. They
1: did, um, they did, uh, Gerald's Game, right?
0: No, no uh, Gerald's no. Game is, uh, Mike Flanagan.
2: Ah, yeah. shit. Okay. Who's really yep. talented. All right, who wins, Lim? Uh, eeny,
1: meeny, money i <laughs> oh, just kidding, it's Christian. <laughs> That's fair. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my movie is about a disembodied butt. Um, floating through space, okay. um, fighting an evil mastermind known as the Procto Doctor. Check out space, uh, check out, uh, the Bitter Brain on Instagram. Um, <laughs> this is where the basis of the movie is coming from. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Space Butt is a, that's the name of the movie, Space Butt. It's a disembodied butt floating through space, um, trying to save his planet of Buttopia, or, or, no, it's, it's Rectal 5, sorry. Um, he's trying to save the planet of Rectal 5 against the evil Procto Doctor who is just a disembodied hand who's doing finger guns through space. So who voices the Procto Doctor and who voices Space Butt? Alright.
2: Just on premise alone, you have me sold. I think anybody would go see this movie. It's, like a, it's a premise you just can't turn away or, like, push back. It's like, no, I gotta go see this ass float through space. Like, I gotta see if this thing shits in space and what it would look like. Um, That's not quite my
1: first thought. um, (laughs) uh, The ass, or the butt, Dennis Leary. Yeah, okay. He's an (laughs) asshole.
2: (laughs) I got you. Um, Written by uh, Joss Whedon. Okay. Directed by should uh directed by uh Tim Miller. Tim Miller. Okay. Interesting. First guy the guy do Deadpool 1. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um I think the procto doctor would either be voiced by uh uh Taika Waititi. Yeah. I can see that for <laughs> sure. Or um Steve Buscemi.
0: Right on. Sure. Interesting. I'll take Interesting. it. I'll take it. All right. Lucas? All right. So uh for the procto doctor, uh I want to I'm going to cast Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to get that that, that deep, thundering voice coming out of a hand. Spread them, space butt. Yeah, I want to I I hear Benedict Cumberbatch say that. Uh, for the butt, I'm not entirely sure why, but I just feel like Dennis Quaid is perfect for this role. <laughs> yeah, totally. I can see that for sure. Dennis Quaid, Yeah,
1: yeah 100%.
0: <laughs> Lucas wins. I want to see where he goes with this, but yeah, Lucas wins. All right, uh, for the writer... Uh, I want I want Drew Gro- Drew Goddard. Okay. Yeah, Lucas wins. Twice. <laughs> uh, director, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? I don't think Goddard's really directed anything except Cabin in the Woods. Why not give him another shot? He did well there. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> My next question
1: for both of you. Yeah. This will be the defining uh, factor. Is it animated? No. Liam. Uh, mine
2: would probably be mine would. Uh, it would be animated, but not in like. A, how To explain, it It would be kind of like the uh, you know, the newest intro to South Park, right? Where it's like CGI to look but also to look like paper right, with right. them like moving around, it would be like
1: that. Okay, Lucas wins. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see Dennis Quaid's ass flying through space. <laughs> I feel like that's the only movie I need in my life. You have to believe in that right. idea like tenfold, okay. just so we can yeah, establish
2: for sure. moving forward. Which director is your crypt is each of ours kryptonite? Kryptonite, like a what do you mean? Like, but well, we can't use them it because it's our kryptonite. Well.
0: Mine's Paul Thomas Anderson. Can't yeah. use PTA mm. on me. Okay. For me like... for me I'll i uh, I can't use Joss Whedon. Okay. Because whenever I think of a movie, I think, oh Joss Whedon should direct that. And it's the first thing that comes to my head. I'm like, no, that's a terrible idea. Joss Whedon should not like you should not direct like st- Logan. Yeah, that's or a, a Stoner idea. Buddy Cop film. Yeah, that's children. not a good idea. Yeah. Um
2: uh, one for me would probably <laughs> be Shane Black. Yeah. Um yeah. maybe uh M. Night. Uh, no, cause, uh, no, I don't love everything M. Night does. Um, you know, Shane Black or Matt Reeves would probably be the big ones for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are fair. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, I would say Ryan Johnson, but he hasn't done enough for me to, like, really say, uh, uh, you can't say Ryan Johnson. Yeah.
1: Okay, right. so, PTA, Joss mm-hmm. Whedon, and... Shane Black. Shane Black. I think we can make that work. All right, there we go. All right. Um, and
0: Spielberg just has kind of a blanket rule. Yeah, Spielberg uh, is know. a blanket. He is a blanket. He is He's a lovely. blanket. We, yeah. will <laughs> <him> <laughs> Steve, we will call it a Stephen Embargo. Yeah, yeah, Steven
1: Embargo. No, no Spielberg. <laughs> um, that is to say, there is no Spielberg allowed on this podcast. Even if you would like to join us, please call me at. <laughs> <laughs> please tweet at me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we'll we'll do one more round. This one's a little different. Um, so this is called You're Making a Movie Too," um, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> or um, You're Making a Movie As Well. Uh, <laughs> um, and this one's a little different. Um, this one, we you are going to give somebody to actors, and all they got to do is just make a premise for the movie. Uh, we're not going to go writer-director for this one, because you're already being given to people. You might not even know who they are, um, and you could just come up with a movie on the spot. So... Um, Lucas has won twice, uh, true. so sure.
0: we'll let Lucas go first in terms of coming up with two actors. All right, all right. So my two actors, I'm going to go with. Um, have either are either of you seen Orphan Black? Uh, no. No. I know, no, okay. Uh, then I, then I'll I'll skip Tatiana Maslany. Um, how about uh, Andre Bauer from uh, he plays Captain Holt on Brooklyn Nine Nine? Okay, yeah, yeah. Have- and. How I was no, I can't say Andy Samberg. They're in the same show. Yeah, (laughs) You could just mix it up. Yeah, we could. No, uh, how about Andre Bauer and um, Liv Tyler? Liv Tyler. Yeah.
1: Fuck, that's tricky. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Liv Tyler is his nanny, uh, and it's and he plays the evil uh, father who she slowly starts to realize that maybe the things that are happening in the home that she's taking care of aren't quite the way that they seem. So he, um, fuck it, maybe he's got a dungeon or some shit in the basement filled with dragons. And <laughs> he's got dungeons and dragons. Here's the thing, it's dungeons and dragons, but it's in modern times. Liv Tyler uh, is a babysitter and... Um, Mr. Brooklyn Nine Nine is a dragon tamer. That's my idea. <laughs> All right. Uh I'd go uh I was
0: going one way and then just did a complete U-turn in the other.
2: Yeah. So. As a movie um, should. So Andre Bauer plays uh a severely uh uh mentally handicapped uh gentleman. Okay. Um who uh who, uh, meets, uh, who Liv Tyler is manipulating into thinking that, uh, uh, was it, he loves her, but she's, like, super sinister, and she's try- essentially trying to use him to, uh, uh, was it, to help her commit crimes across the city, like, steal or whatnot, in fact, she's also, like, uh, she has this whole ring of, like, uh, she'll just take in these mentally ill people and use them as ways, as ways to, um, To steal or commit crimes. Turns out
1: Liam and my movie are the same movie, (laughs) and that Liv Tyler is actually the bad person, and she's putting everybody in the basement, and he just (laughs) thinks they're all dragons. (laughs) Oh shit! Oh um, shit! This got real. Yeah, but like, uh,
2: Andre uh, plays a guy who's kind of like Hodor from uh, uh, Game of Thrones, except he has a little bit more of a vocabulary (laughs) that could actually like. like So he's more like Groot then. Yeah, no, I mean, like, he can, he can <laughs> talk, but he's like, but he has the same, uh, uh. He's about as cognitive as, uh, as Hodor is. Okay. Um, okay. but it's like him eventually kind of starting to realize, like, wow, maybe, uh, maybe this friend of mine isn't a friend of mine. Interesting.
0: Interesting. I kind of want to just combine your movies. Like yeah, you Buck. I want to see yeah. this Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Live, Tyler, Andre, Mister Brooklyn Nine Nine. This is a proven scientific scientific fact. All movies are better with dragons. That's yes, that's a fair. <laughs> one. Just because dragons, I'm going to go with Christian. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, love yeah. both of them though. It's real interesting. So I've won too. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to go next. All right. Okay. So your
1: people are Jason Muse. Okay. What is he meant? Jay and Silent Bob. He's Jay. Ah, okay, okay, cool. Jason Muse and Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's my two favorite Jays. Alright,
2: go for All right. it, boys. Alright. Alright, so um it's gonna be like kind of a sorry what? It's gonna be kind of like a throwback to like uh those ol- old buddy comedies of uh, like old buddy cop films, where um Muse is actually the cop. He's like the kind of cop who just doesn't listen to s- um, and, uh, he has to team up with, uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who's a, uh, prostitute. Okay. Um, <laughs> to go, uh, uh, was it to try and go take down a sex trafficker who will be, uh, who would be played by, uh, Ray Weinstone. <laughs> um, yeah, and, like, it would kind of just be about them, like, uh. Be kind of like it would be again kind of a throwback to those old movies where it'd be like them kind of becoming friends and like uh Hooker of the heart of gold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I gotcha. Yeah, and like, uh, um, but I mean, like, they're also like uh, they also have a thing of like they are always trying to like one up each other. They do screw each other over a lot. Right on. Um, like, uh, like Muse will intentionally put her in like a dangerous situation, or like she'll uh, like go off. She'll like drug him and go off of his wallet or something. So it's them fighting each other about as much as they're um as much as they're trying to do this thing.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. All right, Lucas. Interesting. Okay. I like that. <laughs> All right, so um okay, so Jason Muse is kind of a loner, bit of a bit of kind of kind of a creep, a little bit of a creep. And uh he falls in love with Jennifer Lawrence. Who is kind of like a real estate agent, like making making all the money, super like influential around the city and everything. Uh, and she keeps kind of spurning uh, his advances. She doesn't even know who he is, but he's kind of following her around, being all creepy. Uh, so at, at this point in the movie, it kind of looks like he's going to be the villain. And then he's kind of watching her uh, through binoculars, like sitting in a tree, like like in Back to the Future and all those old movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he sees her kind of on on a date with somebody. Then he takes uh she takes him, uh whoever she's on a date with back to her place and she gets, she offs him she like just kinda of slits. His she throat gets him and, off? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she slits his throat and like buries him under under the house and then he has to kinda of, he goes to the cops, but she's she 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 knows, she knows all the cops and they don't believe that she would do this. And he's trying to and and he's he's a creep. No one believes him, so it's kind of uh he's gotta to try to figure out how to take her down. Okay. It's a lot of the opposite <laughs> of ends. <Lance. laughs>
1: You know, I want to give it to Liam, but I can't because Lucas's pitch was better. <laughs> so I gotta give it to Lucas. I'm sorry, Liam. I'm Liam. Tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Liam, it's your turn.
2: All right. Um, actors. Um, Benicio del Toro. In. Okay. And um, Michael Shannon.
1: Okay. okay. Okay, it's a movie about two brothers, right? And they're in a van. And no, no, and no, 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 no. God damn. Okay. Uh, Michael Shannon is a warlord, but in space. Ooh. He's a space warlord. Well, I'm, I'm for, liking the sound of he, this already. He controls an entire army of, of extraterrestrials who look like humans. Um, and they're humanoid, and so he's getting ready to send them off to Earth. Um, and Benicio plays his right-hand man. And Benicio is mentally, like, tossing back and forth this idea of conquest, of, of what it actually means to take over a planet. Like, should he or should he not do this? Should he buy into the, his uh, supreme overlord's ideas? Or should he um, turn his back on, on, on that and join humanity in the fight because he knows exactly what is going on?
0: All right, my right. pitch. I'm,
1: I like that a lot, actually. That sounds like
2: a
0: really cool movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my pitch is they are basically dueling spies. Hmm. They're, they're both spies, they have very different styles. Uh, Michael Shannon's kind of by the book as much as a spy can be by the book. He, he, he's uh, using all the proper techniques, he does things the, the way you're supposed to, the way you're trained. Uh, and then Benicio del, Ta- del Toro is kind of all over the place. He's a bit of a hothead, but they both get the job done. And eventually, they they sort of, they sort of become at odds. Maybe they they get the same mission, and uh, they're both trying to compete to get it done first. Cool. I like both a lot. This is a <laughs> tough one.
2: <laughs> like the reason I chose both two is because both guys are two of my favorite
0: actors. Oh, yeah. Um. So I'm like, okay, who? Goes and I don't to think
1: wait? they've ever been in a movie
0: together not that I can think of. Not off the top of my head. <sighs> Cuz yeah, like they both they both have very they're both they both have very powerful presences. Right. So I kind of want to see them go toe to toe though. Yeah, like they can both kind of
2: uh show up in a movie and steal this, this and just completely chew the scenery like it's bubblegum. Yeah. Um Christian ah, Space. Lucas <laughs> and I are tied. I mean it's Damn. it's All a right. hard one because like uh I mean like I love uh spy and espionage stuff. Like I like Bond a lot, but I also space and conquest and like i just see so much more potential with that that's fair no like i I would
0: have gone with christian christian because it's space All all right this
1: has been the thundercast uh i think we've pretty much reached our our peak of film talk for the day um thank you for listening um, remember to support our sponsor of puppets because once again, nothing makes you feel like you're more in control than shoving your hand up somebody's ass.
2: Next time we'll be coming for, uh, from you live from of uh, uh, vocal cords of Patrick Warburton. That's right. Okay, I'm just kidding. We're not doing it live. <laughs>
1: Sorry, could you do that again, Liam? Where is it growing from? Like, uh, bruh, like bruh, from the bam. left side of his head. Like, <laughs> whoa. Okay. All right,
0: All right, that was excessive.
1: We'll do that one more time, because I don't know how to start a fucking podcast. It's, I, think, I think you're doing it
0: right. Podcasts are just people talking. Uh, okay, I wasn't aware of that.